hey everyone, I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. Today I've got Dan Knight and Hamish Neal of Hero Labs. You may have heard about the company, you may not, but I think the technology is fascinating and I've really come to fall in love with a product called Sonic. You're going to hear about Sonic and Hero a little bit today. You're going to see more about them at Cedia Expo in Denver. Talk a lot about that as part of this conversation, but before I get too deep, let me introduce my guests. Dan, Hamish, how are you guys doing? Good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> Doing great, great. Really good. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are just about a week away from Cedia Expo at this point. For those of you who may not know what Cedia Expo is, Cedia is an acronym for an organization, the Custom Electronic Design and Installation Association. The Cedia Expo is the annual gathering of integrators, manufacturers, service providers, and those who support the industry roughly 3,700 integrators around the world uh, and many, many, many manufacturers. So fabulous event. It is a trade-only event. If you're interested in learning more, check out CEDIA on the web, C-E-D-I-A, and look for CEDIA Expo and learn more about the exposition. So we are, as I said, a week away from that show. And you guys at Hero Labs are going to be introducing uh, a lot of us to a new product called Sonic. So uh, I read up a little bit on it before. And I, as I had mentioned to you guys, I, I just, I, I love the story, um, the, the backstory. I love the, the product offering and really how you guys are um, setting out to do do good with technology and do more meaningful work through technology. So um, really fascinating story. I'm going to stop talking here, sling the mic over to you guys. Um, introduce us to Hero, if you would, and uh, and talk to us a little bit about that that handsome devil, Sonic. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll probably grab this one. Dan, same as Um so Hero Labs is, is is an exciting new venture. I'm 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 thrilled to be a part of this 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 company and and, and Sonic and the journey and, and and all of those things that we're we're, we're doing. And it's actually quite a quite a long story. Sorry, Katie. I, I'm 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 going to take you back in time a little bit. Please do. Um, Please do. But uh, but our founder and CEO is a gentleman called Christian Zajac, and I've had the pleasure of knowing Christian for about ten or eleven years. And um, I used to call on him when I was working for Control 4 as the, the, the sales manager for London. And, um, and Christian has a, a very cool integration company called Andrew Lucas. It's a, a multi-CDA award-winning company. And, um, and, and w- when you're in a role like that, you get to know, know each other pretty well. Um, as time passed by, he joined the CDA board and I was on the CDA board at the same time for, for Amir. And um, we got to know each other a little bit better. And then about... Six years ago now, when I, I left Control 4, he had the opportunity to start importing a, a, a Polish product into the UK called Fibaro. And so he was able to set up the distribution for, for or become Fibaro UK Limited. And um, I, I, as I said, I just left Control 4. He gave me the opportunity to come across and, and see what was going on. So I, I flew over to Poland with him and we, we checked everything out. And actually, Dan, who's, who's on the line with us, he, he, he was involved as well. So it, it goes back some time. And um, he decided to pursue forward with uh, with 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 Fibaru. I um, I instead went and worked for um, for the Leaf, which then got acquired by Control Four. Um, and Fibaru has a, a great range of products. If you haven't seen it before, it's a, a full home automation suite. But a particular product that they make is is, is what I would term a flood point sensor. It's a, a little device. If it gets wet, it will say there's a leak. Pretty pretty straightforward technology, and Three things came about from that that device for for Christian for for what has become Hero Labs. The first one was that the feedback that was coming through from the the installer through to through the company was, "Hey, look, I've I've got a leak. It's alerted me. I'm I'm sitting on the beach. I'm in Italy. Um, there's a leak at home. What, what do I do about it?" 
Um, it, it hasn't turned the water off. There's just, it's now ruined my holiday as well as coming home to a, uh, to, to a flooded property. So, so not great in that respect. Um, the other, possibly even the worst, is that because they have to be directly wet, is that unless you had them scattered all around the home, um, it could be a matter of we had a leak, but it wasn't exactly under the, the washing machine where we had anticipated. So we weren't able to, 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 to record that and, and damage happened. We knew nothing about it. Um, so Christian was, was, was talking to the guys, hey, look, can we, can we build something that, that will do this job? Um, and I believe that Dan and Christian had this kind of eureka moment, of, well, let's go and do something ourselves. So they went to um, the, the UK government and got a grant from a, an, an organization called Innovate UK uh, for about £100,000, which is a, a, a reasonable amount of money. And they set up a, um, a proof of concept to show that they could measure the flow of water um, using ultrasonic technology. And from that, with, with sort of machine learning algorithms, determine what was the toilet, what was the washing machine, and, and what was a leak, well, what, what is a problem. And they were able to put all of this together and, 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 and prove the, 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 the case theory. Um, simultaneously, insurance companies in the UK were making contact saying, escape of water as they term it over here in, in the US, it just gets bundled into, into, into water leaks. They, they cost us an astronomical amount of money, um, really astronomical amount of money. It's a, it, in the UK, depending on the year, it's somewhere between 1.8 and 2.5 million pounds a day in insurance claims just, just for leaks around the house. It's crazy, and it's obviously significantly higher in the US. And uh, the, the commercial director, um, which is a, a very UK term, I guess you call like a senior vice president or, 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 or whatever the state sides, of one of the largest insurance companies in the UK, more than, said to Christian, look, rather than sort of bringing this technology to, to, to this insurance company, why don't I leave and we'll go off and set up our own insurance company with all of this technology. And so they did that. Neos Insurance was born as a, a UK company and um, they were the first over here to introduce smart tech into your insurance policy. So rather than just trying to give you insurance, they were saying, if you put in these, these technologies, then we can potentially reduce your premium because you're, you're doing the right things. Um, and it actually did really well. It was everything was growing. It's, it's still a well-performing business. But for Christian, it didn't fulfil his vision of bringing what is now Sonic to market. It was always very frustrating for him once he was working for an insurance company that it was more important how many policies they were signing rather than delivering the technology. And he was um, he was fortunate at the end of last year he was able to um, sell his shares in in Neos. He was still the largest shareholder. Uh, to Aviva, who was a 300-year-old massive insurance company. And at the same time, he was able to take all of the technology, um, the underlying IP and the platform for Sonic, as, as we now call it. It certainly wasn't called Sonic at the time, um, back, and he was able to start, start up another business. So in September last year, uh, Hero Labs was, was officially formed um, with the, the purpose of bringing Sonic to market. Um, I joined in December, and it's been a been a, a lot of fun ever since as, as we take this this product of of technology it was uh, certainly wasn't quite so beautiful when i first saw it um the industrial design processes coming up with the brand the logos all of these bits and pieces have been a, a huge amount of fun and um as you say next week we'll be at sonic uh, at senior we'll be uh, in innovation alley and we will be um we'll be introducing it to the american integration public so we're, we're we are very excited
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so tell us a little bit about about Sonic specifically, and um, and I in, in looking at the website, I understand there's there's website and everything that you guys do. There's definitely there's a lot of technology going on, and we're not just talking about your your basic sensor. Um, so peel back peel back a few layers. Um, talk to us a little bit about about what Sonic does and and why what makes this innovation really unique. Dan, can I bump this over to you? Yeah, sure. Um, so. Broadly speaking, the the problem we were trying to solve was twofold. One, how do you make sure that you're protecting an entire plumbing system, ideally with a single device? And how do you actually stop the water if there's a problem? Um, so in the UK, we have a term for it. I, I think in the US, you call it a stop tap. It's the, it's the shut-off valve that goes at the beginning of the property that turns all the water off. Sonic is effectively a smart version of that. It goes in the same location, so every single drop of water that goes to a property goes through it. That's fundamentally what what it is. Um, It also then has some very, very smart bits of tech sitting inside it. So it looks quite simple, but it's deceptively so. Inside it, it has uh, some ultrasonic sensors that will do water flow, Um, very, very precise water flow we can detect tiny, tiny amounts of water flow up to massive inrushes of, uh, of water because of a burst pipe, for example. Um, it also has pressure sensor, multiple temperature sensors, um, and a valve, importantly, as well. So if we actually think, hey, something's not quite right here, we, we can turn the water off uh, manually or remotely. Um, those of you who have seen the product, there's, there's actually a manual lever on on Sonic itself as well. So if uh, you, know, you ever need to just run up to it and turn the water off without having to fumble with a phone or anything like that, you, you still can do that. Um, it comes with a little companion called Signal. Um, we, we realized quite quickly that where you know, your, your stop tap is, is not always that Wi-Fi friendly. Uh, it's not always that friendly to things like power. So Sonic itself is battery powered uh, and it uses a wireless connectivity to its little friend signal, which is a little plug-in device that you put somewhere else in the house. Uh, and it then communicates with the Wi-Fi network and, and gets all that data off to the cloud. Um, uh, and yeah, broadly speaking, from a hardware perspective, that that's what it does. The really clever bit is once the data leaves Sonic and Signal, up into the cloud, we start crunching it in real time. So we start looking at that water flow, that pressure, that temperature, all those little data points that we collect and start to try and build a picture of what's happening. Not just, you know, for statistics, you've used this much water today, you know, here's how much, you know, you've used this week. It's also for, we think you've used this much on washing machines, tumble dryers, not tumble dryers, obviously they don't use water, washing machines, dishwashers, uh, taps, watering the garden, whatever it is that you do, um, we can attribute usage because they actually have very, very unique signatures. Uh, most devices, when they use water, you can tell by, by analyzing that data. Um, and that's how the leak detection effectively works. Anything that deviates from the norm, we treat as a, a, as a leak. Or, of course, the you know, obvious stuff like big inrush of water that's you know, unusual, that's also treated as a leak, as well as you know, a constant low flow of water um that that you know never goes back to zero is also a small leak um all of that then gets driven to an app where the user can actually you know have a look see what's going on turn the water on and off remotely if they want to control all the settings and uh, you know generally protect their home from from leaks and get some insight into their water usage as well so it's 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 an exciting um uh, 
it's an exciting product because it takes something that you previously didn't really think about and really brings it to to life uh, to the user. So that's good. And, and, and so, Dan, you're suggesting that if I'm sitting on the beach in Italy and it picks up a leak, it will turn off the water for me and I won't have to sit there for the rest of my holiday dreaming about the water flooding out the door. Exactly. Or you can just have it turn the water off for you. You don't have to do anything. It's just going <laughs> to, it's just going to do it. Or, you know, yeah, if you'd prefer Sonic to behave in, in that way, you can have it just alert you and then you open your phone and turn the water off. We kind of want to give that, you know, to the user and, and let them make that choice as to how they want to protect their home as well. It's not about us being too prescriptive about it. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So what's interesting about this is I think that, um, you know, from a, from a surface level, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, okay exciting right but it, but once you start talking about it's the this individual signatures and the foot per, i guess signatures for each of the appliances per se that use water and being able to identify where there's a variance in those things that that's for me where where the light bulb moments start to go off and you know and even looking at statistics like how how often a uh, washing machine hose will fail and it's something like you know eight years or something is the average for one of those hoses and i can tell you that i that gets no respect in our house. It never has. It probably never, never will. And even after I've read that stat, I don't think we're going to do anything about it. But, you know, just those very simple things that you, that you don't think about. And, and, it, and that even though you may know that eh, we're going to need to replace these things sooner than, than expected, I don't think that there's a, a typical reaction of like, okay, well, let's stay on that. You know, let's chart that and make sure that, you know, it's so it's just those little, little bits of, of intelligence that big data provides um, that, that are, combine into huge cost savings. I mean, so U.S. statistic, something like 37% of the households in the U.S. have experienced a water damage, um, an insured water damage event. And that's, that's, that's huge. And so, you know, just even that alone, it's something like a trillion gallons of water are lost every year in the U.S. alone um, I, for, for leaks and things like that. I mean, it's just the, the numbers are huge, staggering. I even say huge, they're staggering. Um, and so when you start to come put that into perspective that these, these little, seemingly little little products that you can put in line in your house really give incredible benefits. Um, and as you know, to your guys, you know, doing, doing good with technology, this is, this is a brilliant example of, of just that. And it really is quite, quite simple when you think about it. Um, but I also think that there's a, an excellent wellness conversation here too. And just because that's such a big part of the upcoming event for CDA Expo. And um, if you're in the integration community at this point, I think you probably have heard a little bit about wellness and might get a sense that there's going to be a little bit of a conversation about this at Expo. And I say that with an immense amount of sarcasm because it's it's probably one of the most trending topics right now. And one of the question marks for, for all of us, and, and especially in the integration community, is how do we apply that? You know, wellness is a, it's, it's an interesting topic, but really how's that going to come into, into view? So now with that sort of being the segue, Hamish, Dan, share with me a little bit about kind of the intelligence and the insights that are provided and the wellness connections as well. There's a little bit of, of this on one of the blogs on your site, which is why I'm teeing it up, but you know, being able to look at um, water usage not happening and understanding that an elderly parent may not be showering, may not be doing laundry, those kinds of things. So talk, talk us through that side of things, uh, just side of things as well, but from the integrator's perspective, how does, you know, where, do, where are these connecting points going to start occurring with products like yours? I'll, I'll, I'll probably jump on this one. Um, I mean, assisted living, or I think there's about 12 different terms for, for aging in place these days. And I, I never know which is the right one. It, it's something that's been on the integrator's radar for a, for a long time. And um, one of the concerns that I always had about, and I've seen different different products come, come, come to market or be proposed for market, is that they're very invasive. 
um, I, my mum's turning 70 soon. So in, in 10 years time, it'll be, be more interesting as to, to how things are when, when she's living at home. And, and the current kind of thought process is that I should be putting a string of sensors all the way around mum and dad's house. Like there should be bed sensors. There should be pressure sensors on the floors. There should be a sensor for this and, and, and potentially even a camera in the living room where I can switch on and see how mum and dad are doing. And um, I, I personally like my parents too much to do that. Um, I, I would rather give them their own privacy and, and, and freedom. But what, what Sonic can do um, is provide insight without being intrusive. A, my parents actually did have a flood in their home last year. Um, so I could offer them Sonic as a device that will help protect their homes from floods at a really basic level. It, it will do good for them. But I can also include myself in what we term as the circle of trust and set up an alert to say, hey, look, there, there wasn't a shower this morning. Say mum was living alone, something happened to dad. Um, th there wasn't a shower this morning or there was only this amount of water drawn, drawn from the, 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 the tap or the toilet only flushed four times. Just, just something that was way outside of normal. I can just pick up the phone and say, mum, how are things with, with, without dialing in and, 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 and seeing what's going around the home. Just, just a nice, soft, early, um, early warning mechanism or, or peace of mind mechanism um, with, without getting there in there and being invasive, which, which I think is, is, is really important. It's a, it's a whole new avenue for integrators. We're, well, I, I'm calling myself an integration, but the, the industry has been looking at this, this opportunity for a long time. And nobody's really grabbed it. And I think Sonic is one of the products that can really help integrators move in that direction. I agree. Um, which, which I is agree. Yeah. And th there's also the, the, the trend potential that, hey, look, Sonic is a plumbing product. Like it's, 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 it's not something that integrators are completely used to. Um, but you're using electricity all day, every day. And that's not necessarily something that, that integrators are, are doing. They're bringing an electrician on board to, to do the electrical side of things. There is talk of there being a huge potential for integrators with various plumbing devices, whether it's for water filtrations, as you say, some of these wellness elements that um, that, that that come in can come into the property. So, um, really exciting for an integrator, I think, to, to 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 get into a new market. Yeah, and I think that this is. I mean, for those of you listening, this is clearly one of the uh, one of the places where you're hear me leaning in quite frequently and and saying the following, which is, I, I feel that this is a huge opportunity area for the integration community in general. Um, and and I get I probably overemphasize a huge aspect of that, but I see a very sizable opportunity here in that, and you know, it allows integrators um, to take control of more square footage of the home. And if you've listened to these shows before, you'll hear me kind of repeat that mantra a bit, that the more important that you are as an integrator to the homeowner or the property manager, the more likely they are to push more services to you and through you. Um, and those can be ongoing recurring revenue streams um, uh, and also allowing you to continue to sort of block and tackle and protect your company from other uh, firms that are coming in and taking, um, taking ownership of space. So, you know, yes, you, you probably have not been in plumbing before. You probably <laughs> did not aspire to be a plumber and probably still do not aspire to be a plumber or working in plumbing. But when there's technology coming into the home that connects to the systems and the subsystems that you're responsible for, you should be part of that installation. You should be aware of what those products are and understand how they will or won't work with the other um, aspects of the systems that you're installing and maintaining. 
Um, and by maintaining, I mean, you know, after the install is done, think about the service aspects here. I mean, this is, um, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of service. So I'll just kind of do a little bit of a PSA here, but you know, think of what you can do from a recurring revenue stream when you have products like Sonic online in your installations. Um, there's, there's just a lot more connectivity with your clientele and with that comes the potential for, for revenue. So um, I view these types of products as gateways, um, uh, not gateway drugs, but uh, for those for those of you that think along those lines, it, it's it's a gateway, and it's and it's a way for you to um, get more involved in more of uh, square footage in the home, as I mentioned before, but also to you know again just becoming more important to that property as an overall um, supplier of solutions. Um, it's not just about the typical AV technology anymore. You know, we really are we're, we're we've converged, and we'll use that word, um, and this is a perfect example of that. So. I think what you guys are doing over at Hero Labs really is fascinating, and I, you know, I, I love the um, the fact that it is such a simple a simple product, but it provides such incredible insights, um, and and what can be done with that. You know, I think we're, we're probably only just really scratching the surface with with providing homeowners that level of insight that allows them to better manage how their money is spent um, down to the utility level. So, I mean, it's you know, obviously there's a scare factor of of leaks and floods and all of that, but there's also the cost factor and that is significant so um so integrators if you, if you haven't figured out i'm really excited about this category and i and i feel that it is it is a big opportunity for you um hamish or dan talk to us a little bit i i kind of i jumped off into this you know, make, you know connecting with systems and subsystems where i was going is on the control side so are there any considerations that um integration integration the, eh, the integration community integrators specifically need to understand about um incorporating these products into the systems and subsystems and making sure that they can be um, controlled through you know, automation control systems. Well, I think um, for, from our perspective, this is something that we're trying to make as, as low barrier to entry to an integrator as possible. We, we don't want to make this a really complicated product. And again, that's why we try to keep it as, you know, one device that kind of deals with the whole plumbing system. So, um, you know, the actual, fitting side of things should be straightforward for any plumber to do there's really no special training not, nothing that they need to know beyond it's uh, the same as a regular two-port valve you just put it on the pipe um, from the integrators perspective again um, you know we're looking into making sure that we're supporting everything from control four to you know you, you crashed on your standard home automation systems that, that you know these guys will be putting into uh, their customers homes um, and then really beyond that we're trying to keep that barrier to entry super low. Everything's wireless, battery powered. If you know you are refurbing, have some power nearby. That's great. Um, but if you're if you know, if you're not, and you need to go in and, and retrofit this into some somewhere, again, you don't have really any concerns. Um, we did go down the route of developing our own wireless protocol between the the two elements of the system. Um, we've tested through eight concrete floors, so you know we, we, we try to really push that range, make sure that it's applicable to as many different situations as possible because, you know, we all come from integration backgrounds in one way or another, and we all know what it's like to, you know, to be on site and have to solve those problems. And if you can have a product that has tried to think about as many of those before, before we go in, then, you know, it's going to make integrators lives a lot easier. Absolutely. From a marketing point of view, um, yes, we have got control boards, SCDP technology embedded, which, um, which aids to, to, to making it as easy as possible. Um, and when it comes to APIs, we're actually 
offering two different APIs, which is um, which I think is really cool. One will be a land-based only API, so you'll take directly everything that's coming from from the device on the land, and you'll be able to read that through through the control system, um, which will give you everything that's current flow that's going through temperature, pipe temperature, ambient temperature, pressure sensors, all of these things, the ability to control and and have alert statuses come through just on the land without having to touch the cloud. We'll also have a separate one for the cloud which will enable you to bring through past analytics and what have you onto the platform. And if you're really clever, you might want to, to do a bit of both. Um, but we, we, we will do land for the community. Um, we think it's the, the, the thing that, that the integration community wants. But they will be open APIs. If, if anybody wants to go crazy, we will, not, uh, we will not stand in their way. So, Dan, you mentioned there a minute ago about the fact that, uh, that you guys all come from uh, integration community of, uh, of some sort or another. And uh, so I want to take a moment to, to sort of stop, stop the conversation here about Hero and shift back over to some of the people behind the brand. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of the personalities behind the brand and, and bringing those to the surface as you will as part of the podcast work that we do. So with that in mind, um, share with me a little bit with the audience. What, where do you come from, Dan? What did you do before you got here? Uh, well, I uh, I started as 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 an integrator um, uh, working for a, a very high end integration business in in London. Um, I got into the industry because my brother is also an integrator. He owns uh, an integration firm out in Dubai, um, and really did that for for, for a couple of years. Uh, mostly Savant, Lutron, uh, a bit of control for that sort of thing. Uh, typically on the design programming uh, setup side of things. Um, and then, uh, yeah, got, got involved with Fubaro as well as, as Hamish mentioned earlier. Um, I think one of my, um, personal things with, you know, with the technology we were working with was this is all really cool stuff and, and I want it, but I can't afford it. And so Fubaro kind of <laughs> gave that segue into, you know, taking, uh, everything from lighting control to you know, AV control into kind of more, uh, the everyday home, not your super high end, um, at home um so was at Fibaro for 18 months two years um and and again segued very much in the same as christian's journey into into neos um so i worked worked at neos did the whole how do you take uh technology and insurance and smash them together so we built iot platforms from scratch and did all sorts of mad stuff um and then uh ended up over at samsung with with, with the smart things division again working on uh, taking their smart things platform applying it to everything from tvs to um dishwashers um and i just found my way back to to, to hero again just because it, it had that that drawer of something that is really just different and exciting and something that, that I've just not seen done before. I, I've, I've never seen a product that's really been able to deliver on that vision of protecting the whole home from leaks from one spot. So um, yeah, kind of went in circles, uh, but back and forth, but yeah, have, have been in the sort of smart home industry in one guise or another for pretty much my entire career. So yeah. Yeah. Been, uh, yeah. Wow. So you've done, some, you've done some cool stuff. And that's why I always, I, I always try to ask this question and, and get to know people a little bit more from their background. Because it's, it's funny because some have come in from the industry completely outside of the industry, no relation whatsoever, landed here and just fell in love with it. Um, many of us started in it early on and left it so much we never left, but the, the roles have changed over time. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's just always interesting to kind of hear the journey. Um, Hamish, how about you? 
Um, yeah, so mine, mine's very different. I've never been an integrator, but I, I've certainly worked alongside a lot of integrators over the years. Um, you, you might find that even for a, someone who lives in the UK, I have a funny accent. It's because I'm actually a Kiwi originally. And um, I, I entered the, the, the real senior space in um, 2005 when I, I took on the, um, the brand management role for Control4 in New Zealand, their, their distribution business. We were, we were called Control4 New Zealand Limited, even though we were, we were owned separately. And um, I, I ran that business for three years, which was a, a huge, wow, this is, this is such a big thing going on. The industry is growing. All of these great things are happening. And I was very fortunate in 2008 that Control4 took over their distribution in the UK and I had the opportunity to move across um, with my girlfriend at the time, she's now my wife, um, for just a, a short OE in the, U, the, the UK. We were going to be here for a couple of years and uh, 11 years and two children later, we're, we're, we're still here. Um, and, and through that time, I have had um, a, a remarkable experience with, within the industry. I, I did five years with Control4 here in the UK. I did 18 months with Leaf before Control4 then bought them. I then went looking for a company that was big enough that Control4 couldn't buy them and, um, and settled on Barco. And um, I was involved with, with them bringing the, the residential products to market, which was, which was hugely exciting. Again, I, I really love bringing new products to market. And, um, and, and, and Barco, just, just a slight plug for them, if you haven't checked out what they're doing and you're into projection, it's, it's, it's great stuff. Um, I left Barco and did a, uh, a, a stint with Crestron, um, which is also an amazing company. I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky that I, I think I've worked for the best tech companies in the industry. And um, as I say, in de- December last year, I had the opportunity to come across to, to, to Hero Labs and, and, and here we are in a, another exciting opportunity. So a, a lot of integration without being an integrator. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is kind of interesting because Zoe, you and I have known each other professionally now. Um, from when you were with Barco, uh, I, I, I was a Kiwi for a short while as well. Um, little known fact: I, my parents moved us down there when we were kids. I actually started school down there. We lived in, uh, we lived in Kerry, Kerry, New Zealand for three years when I was when I was young and uh, loved it. So, with my, another little connection, amazingly, my parents lived in Kerry, Kerry, New Zealand. No, see, okay. <laughs> And Kerry Kerry is tiny, tiny, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll have to discuss that offline because that is random and awesome. And that is what I love about this industry is those kind of connecting points. And believe it or not, that was totally unscripted. Uh, okay, Hamish, that's just tripping me out. We're going to have to talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, so, but back to back to the topic at hand. Um, so, you know, Hero, as you can, as you can see now, listeners, um, definitely connected to the industry, bringing in a lot of outside in, insights and uh, intelligence as well. So this is one of those products that, in my view, is, is kind of that perfect combination of industry and outside of the industry um, expertise and insight that really has the ability to transform um, how our industry is, is utilized and, and understood by the outside world. So um, how we get involved in other areas of the home, point being, and, and this being this being one. So definitely take time at CD Expo to get to know Hero. Um, but it's not just about CD Expo. So Hamish, Dan, either one of you guys, share with us a little bit about um, how people get involved with your company, how they find you, how they follow you and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So at the moment, we're in the process of launching first into the UK. Um, we will be, be shipping product this year and we've, we've, we've already started shipping some products. Um, I, I, was, I was describing to somebody this morning is that it's a little bit like a Ferrari. You have to be on the list to get one, um, but that will, that will accelerate over time. Um, for the US, we'll be shipping next year. Um, and so we're going through those, those processes. But if you visit our website, um, www.herolabs.com, 
sorry, hero-labs.com. Um, we do have a waiting list there and um, it would be great to have integrator sign up so we know to contact you when, when, when we are available in the US and and, 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 and keep those communication channels open. Um, otherwise, things like LinkedIn are amazing. Um, directly connecting with, with either Dan, myself, Christian, or, or, or the Hero Labs um, LinkedIn page is a, is a really good move. And on top of that, um, Innovation Alley next week, um, we, I don't think any of us could be any more excited about that. Um, I mean, just, just, just to, to jump back on that for a second, I, I've been into an Innovation Alley a few times, but historically I've been on the biggest, baddest, shiniest booths in all of Cedia, and um, I, I couldn't be more excited than to be on our little 10 by 10 platform uh, bringing in new product to market. I think that this is this is real CDF influence. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, it's funny. You're going to go from sort of the the estate size po- <laughs> booth down down to uh, something much more manageable. Um, and exactly. <laughs> I'll, I, 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 I'll get four legs from going all the ten feet from side to side. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right. So CDA Expo Innovation Alley, as you heard there, um, also on the web at hero-labs.com. I'm going to reiterate that one, hero-labs.com and LinkedIn as well. Definitely um, take time to learn about these guys, get to know them, um, connect with Hamish, of course, and Dan too. But um, if you're coming out to CDA Expo, put Innovation Alley on your list to make sure and, and uh, stop and, and talk to these guys, get to know them a little bit better. So um, I have definitely appreciated this time with you guys today. I appreciate the, uh, the fact that you took this time right before Expo. I know there's a million things going on, so I'll let you uh, drift off into your afternoons now. But uh, once again, thank you so much for telling the, the Hero Lab story and also you know, sharing a little bit of your backgrounds as well and letting us get to know you too. That's awesome. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, absolutely. No absolutely. Thanks a lot. All right. So I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AB Trade Talk. This has been a conversation with Dan Knight and Hamish Neal of Hero Labs. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you again on another episode.